Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be here with you. Are you struggling in a relationship? Whether it is someone you work with or manage or even someone at home, are you finding it challenging right now? It goes without saying that being in a relationship is hard. But a big reason people struggle is because of the big misconception. The big what? (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It is one of the fundamental reasons that you struggle in your relationships at work and at home. And it is the primary subject of today's podcast. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, moving as we are able, enjoying this glorious day, no matter the weather, enjoying this glorious day. It is great to be with you. We start by paying attention to our feet on the ground. If you're new to the podcast, we integrate movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises so we can start our day in the right way. So we can show up with more energy. So we can be better in those more difficult moments that we face because they have such a consequence on our performance, on our reputation, on the culture of our teams. So just let go of whatever you were thinking or doing and arrive in this moment. Just feel your feet contact the ground as you move. Really important that you move while you do this podcast. This is a walking podcast, very different than other podcasts. So just see if you can let go of thinking and just feel your feet contact the ground. And now feel your belly rise and fall. And your mind will wander. And when it does, just note that it's wandered. Remember, mindfulness is not paying attention to our breath or whatever it is we're trying to pay attention to. And success is when we're able to stay focused on the breath or whatever it is we're trying to pay attention to. No, mindfulness is studying the mind. We start by paying attention to our breath or our body. Inevitably, the mind will wander and we'll get caught up in a story rumination about the past, 
fantasy story about the future. And at one point we notice, oh, my mind is wandering. And we have a moment, that's a moment of mindfulness. And when that happens, we start to see we are not our thoughts. And that becomes very freeing. That insight becomes very freeing. So as we're practicing, we're practicing not to stay focused. Our intention is to try to stay focused, but we won't. And I've been practicing for 32 years and my mind still wanders. But at least now when I know it wanders and I notice it, I'm like, okay, all right. I let it go and come back to whatever my focus of attention is. And it reinforces that there's me the thing that's watching, and then there's a thing that's being watched, thinking, or emotion, or physical sensation. And if you're new to the podcast, that might seem out there or something, potentially. But just stay with it. The more you practice, the more you come into a different ease with the mind because you're a student of human behavior and you can navigate through the challenges, the ups and downs that we all face on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Congratulate yourself on moving practicing, building insight. Now just feel the top of your head right down to your toes and just notice any physical sensations that are present without trying to change them. Fantastic. So moving to our idea of the day. You want to build great relationships at work. You want to build a really effective team, a high-performing team. But you're struggling. It's inevitable. If you're in any relationship, that at times you will struggle in the relationship. And a big reason you're struggling, it's something called the big misconception. The big what? Well, the big misconception is really, I think, the fundamental reason that many people struggle in their relationships at work or at home. And what is this big misconception? It's the fact that you are not good at. No, let me be stronger. You cannot read other people's minds, yet you believe you can. We say that again. You think you can read other people's minds, but you cannot. And you make decisions based on thinking that you are effective at reading the situation, reading other people, and you are not. You jump to conclusion based on very little information. A good example is a friend came to Christmas at our family 
many years ago, 20, 25 years ago, 23 or four years ago, and they are like family. Uh, they would come every year. And he knew my family very, very well. I mean, he was, like I say, almost family. But over the couple of days that was Christmas, he was really not very friendly as he normally is. In fact, he was quite sullen and not very nice, even to my mom. And my mom is the most positive person in the entire world. And so I was starting to get a little frustrated and thinking, oh, he's mad at me because of something I did. And I didn't say anything to him, but Christmas ended, you know, we all drove home and had the meeting after the meeting to talk about what really happened in the meeting. We really blamed him for Christmas not being as great this year as other years. A month later, I get a call from my dear friend who said, JP, I've got some news for you. My wife and I are breaking up. And then it became pretty clear what was going on. His behavior over Christmas had nothing to do with me. I fell into the trap of the big misconception. I thought I knew him well. I figured his being not that happy had probably, if anything, more to do with me than anything else. I wasn't brave enough to go and ask him, hey, what's going on? Why, well, you, seem a, you don't seem yourself. And then, you know, when I talked to him a month or so later, he said the reason, you know, he didn't tell anyone over Christmas is because he did not want to ruin Christmas. And I think to myself, you know who ruined Christmas? I ruined Christmas because I didn't simply reach out and say, hey, what's going on? And maybe he would have felt a little less of a load. Maybe he might have told other people. Maybe we would have come together to really connect. Essentially, based on too little information, people make too big of an assumption about what's going on in another person's world, in their mind. The truth is, is that we humans are not good at reading the emotions of other people. We're not. There's good research on this. You see someone, you see someone's emotion, you look at their face and you believe it is something related to you, and yet it's not. And you personalize it, like I did. Essentially, the richest source of information that you have is inside of you is inside everyone is driven by that and you take that information and you project it onto others when you are in an ambiguous situation and make erroneous assumptions this is the big misconception in the academic literature it's called egocentric bias we see things from our point of view and implicitly believe that others are seeing the same things that we are seeing, and they are not. And this is especially true when people are under pressure. Because when we're under pressure, we get more self-referential. 
more self-focused. Not because we're bad people. It's because our brain is trying to protect us, trying to protect our body. So we project the anxiety we are feeling in those situations onto others. Henry David Thoreau said, In human intercourse, the tragedy begins not when there is misunderstanding about words, but when silence is not understood. And if you're really following this idea of the day, you might also get that you are not alone. The person on the other side of the conversation with you is probably misattributing your behavior based on too little information. They are projecting their own anxiety onto you or projecting their own fear onto you. And this can get in the way of our most important relationships. And there's a lot at stake. If you cannot see, if people on your team cannot see this big misconception, you don't build, build a culture where people feel psychologically safe because there's a whole bunch of unspoken. People don't feel emotionally connected. And because of that, people on your team become less courageous. They take fewer risks. They give less honest feedback. They don't speak up when they feel like they have an idea that could really help. And so innovation goes down. Engagement goes down. You start to lose good people. So what to do? We'll start by knowing, really internalize that you are not good at mind reading. You are not, neither am I. Which means question assumptions that you are making. And while researchers have looked at a whole bunch of different ways to try to read emotions and read people's minds, give them money, to, to motivate them in different studies because maybe it's about motivation or attention. It's not about any of that. The most important thing you can do, the most powerful strategy you can use is understanding that you don't know, become curious, and then most importantly, wait for it, ask, literally. Check in and ask people how are you doing? How are you feeling? If you're working on a particular project, what are you thinking about that? Don't do what I did. Just assume that I knew. Ask. This is the only way to accurately understand another person. Shannon Alder said, most misunderstandings in the world could be avoided if people would simply take the time to ask, what else could this mean? And so in the culture work that we do with organizations, where we're really trying to help managers build cultures on their teams, to own the culture on their teams, this is probably the most important thing we do to help them build a high-performing team, which is challenge them to become students of human behavior and get them to understand that they are probably seeing things erroneously.
that they can't mind read. And they need to be courageous and reach out to others. And as we like to say, start from the other side of the bridge to get more information, to become more curious and less certain. Steve Arterburn said, great relationships are based on clarity, not mind reading. So think about that next time at work when something seems a bit off in a relationship. Don't just accept the assumptions that you are making. Don't fall into this big misconception. And this is, of course, also true of our relationships at home. It's really interesting. Some of the research has found that we are most accurate in assessing our intimate partners at the beginning of our relationship. And it makes sense, right? We're more attentive at that time. We're more curious. But over time, something changes. That attention goes down because we think we know what they are thinking, what they are feeling, and we don't. So... We become overconfident that we know and even become slightly lazy in not really checking in and this has a significant impact on our relationship. And again, just remember, other people have the same challenge that we do. They can't read our minds. They can't read our intention. They're misunderstanding us and so we need to get better at clarifying our intention clarifying how we feel, clarifying what's on our mind. And the good news, of course, is the more that you can be better at reaching out to understand other people, the more you will build the connections that really make your team more effective, your relationships at home, more at ease, more positive, and, you know, it's exciting to be on a team where there is a deep sense of connection, where because people feel that psychological safety, they become more courageous. You have more honest conversations. You have more innovation because people take more of a risk. You get higher performance. And this, these are teams that are so exciting to work on. So, taking a deep breath down to your toes, calming this body, breathing out, releasing tension, looking around, standing tall, look, feeling grateful. Let's go to our three by three. So, three mindful breaths right down into the toes. Now moving to gratitude. What are three things that you can, in this moment, feel grateful for? Maybe that you have ears that can hear a podcast. Maybe you have lungs that breathe. Relationships that support you. And now what are three big rocks that you want to focus on today? What matters? Take a moment and just 
really visualize. What do you want to get done today? What would make it a great day? Wonderful. Fantastic. So let's bring this energy into the day and congratulate yourself on moving, right? Mood follows movement by taking charge of your learning, right? This podcast is all about learning, being an aggressive learner. I want to finish with a Leo Tolstoy quote. I think I've used it in one of the earlier seasons, but it felt like I felt like it was a great fit to today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it. Please word of mouth, leave a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get the podcast. Join our Facebook group. But most of all, take action. Take action. Take these ideas and move from knowledge to action. That's where the power lies. So Tolstoy said, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. Again, he said, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. Have a wonderful day.